So a good couple of years ago, oh, before I start, I must welcome actually Father Tadeo. Father Tadeo is a confrere of mine uh, from the same community as myself. He's Austrian. Uh, he was ordained last year. So um, he's my little brother in the faith, uh, little brother in the community. So very welcome, Father Tadeo. He'll be joining us until the, 22nd, the 23rd of February. Uh, so before he was, before he entered seminary, he was a trained lumberjack. So he used to attack trees and kill them for a living. Uh, so, uh, so he's doing do, do, he's doing some work for us on on our lawns, and uh, and that providing firewood for next winter. So, thank you for that. Great. So, a couple of years ago, um, a good couple of years ago now, in one of our missions, one of our Russian missions, uh, it was the Easter vigil, and so the sisters and the brothers and the priests and all they prepared very very well, and they got lovely uh, beeswax candles. So they handed out all the candles, and all the candles were lit at the beginning of the ceremony, or at the, the appropriate time, yeah, from the, from the Paschal candle. And um, so they're all there in the church, all holding their candles. And uh, it, it's, a relative, it's a new mission in the sense that a lot of the people are very recent converts. So for some of them, that might have been their first Easter. Uh, a lot of the children wouldn't be used to going to school regularly. Uh, they come from very difficult backgrounds and families and that sort of thing. So it's, um, it can be a bit... It can be somewhat kind of chaotic at times, you know, it's just one of those, you know, uh, situations where uh, things can be a bit unpredictable. So the priest, anyway, is getting stuck into the exalted and singing away there, this is the night, and all is going well, until he spots out of the corner of his eye, it's one of the kids just kind of standing there with the candle, you can just see him kind of smelling. It's a beeswax candle, so it smells like honey. And then once one, once one of the kids starts eating the candle, then all the other altar servers start chewing into their candles too. I know. So before he, know, before he knows it, before he knows it, all the kids are there in the chapel, during the exalted, eating their candles. And little bits of wax falling all over the place, and then people, you know, just an absolute mess. An absolute mess. And, I mean, what do you do? Um, couldn't you stop eating the candles? <laughs> like, it's things you think you'll never have to say in the middle of the exalted. Uh, but, but just whenever I hear stories like this, whenever I hear stories of, of these kind of situations, and they, they often involve children, uh, it always reminds me of how we as adults, though, how we as adults, uh, the same, similar things can kind of happen to us. You know, when we have this, this calling for heaven, this calling for greatness, this calling for sanctity, and how often just our sights get set on things much lower, much more temporary, things that just pass, things that are just, well, useless, ultimately. Do you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's so wonderful that we have a country that we can live in where we're free and we do have enough to eat. No, none of you had to wake up this morning worrying if there'd be anything in the fridge or if you'd have, if you'd have food to eat today or if you'd have the right or the freedom to travel here. You know, we, there's so many things that we, we take for granted and so many things that, that are given to us purely for our joy. You know, even the, like recently we, were, we read the, the gospel of Jesus and the wedding feast of Cana. You know, the things that he gives us, not out of absolute necessity, but just for our enjoyment. You know, wine wasn't necessary for the wedding. They were validly married. It was all good. The wedding would have been an embarrassment, but valid if they'd run out of wine, but the sacrament would have been fine. There wasn't a problem. So he gives the wine purely out of just, just absolute generosity. Pure, gratuitous gifts. And he does that so often to us as well, you know. So much of what we have. They're just, just great, just gifts. 
just the Lord has given to us freely. So his calling for us like, is, such, is so, 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 much, so much higher than we know. And as he says himself, you know, I've gone to prepare a place for you. And when I've prepared the place, I'll come back and take you with me. That where I am, you can be too. So Jesus, like, who goes to heaven to prepare a place for us there. This, like, this, this is where our sights should be set. I understand, I mean, it happens to me too, like that we get so busy with the things that we're doing here and now and today and, uh, you know, you get stuck under a lawnmower and it needs to get fixed and you're you know, crank, trying to crank off the bolt and then you realise it's a reverse thread and you're cranking the wrong way the whole time and you, know, you get on WD-40 and grazing your knuckles and, and that's taking all of your attention right now because the grass has to be cut. Uh, I get it, I get it. Uh, but, but even after that, after those kind of moments, after a busy day, after a day, after a tough day, after a day of, of rejection, after a day of failure, after a day when things just really just seem to go against you the whole way, that we can say then, Lord, I give this to you. I give this all to you. I want to keep my sights set in heaven. I want to keep my sights set in the, on the important things, on the great things, and not just settle for just getting so invested in what I have here that, that I forget you. How happy are you who are poor. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Do you get it? Do you get how he can say that? Happy are you who are poor. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. It's not that he doesn't care about the poor, it's not that he wants us to be poor. But hopefully, in, in our poverty, and it's not, that's not necessarily just material, but in our poverty, also our inability, you know, when we discover within ourselves that inability to fix everything, that inability to know everything, that inability to do everything, in that poverty, that we start lifting our gaze towards heaven, towards this place that the Lord has prepared for us. Happy those who are poor, Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Happy you who are hungry now. You shall be satisfied. So even, again, the Lord never wants poverty. He never wants any of us, his children, to suffer. But if, if it does happen through the circumstances, through some dictator who has taken all the country's resources for himself and hasn't left anything for the people, as often happens in continental Africa, unfortunately, so there's poverty, hunger, not because there aren't resources, not because there isn't food, but because there is dishonesty, there is selfishness, there is war, that causes the problems. But even in those situations, even those tragic situations, those hard, and they're hard situations, imagine watching your family starve, like, horrific. Even in those situations, we can say, Lord, this is absolutely horrific, but I offer this all to you. I offer this all to you, knowing that, that this isn't where we were created to stay. And we want to keep our sights set on the higher things, on the things that come from you. Keep our sights set in heaven. And Lord, every day we eat, we thank you for it. You know, so in, in the good, we thank God. In, in the bad, we turn to God. And so good or bad, everything relates us to God. Everything draws us to him. That's, that's what we're here for. On the other hand, we won't go into the, 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 the flip side, the negative side of the gospel too much, but if, if everything seems to be going well now, but at the cost of our souls, then yes, we laugh now, but ultimately, if we lose our souls, we mourn forever. If we have our fill now, but at the cost of our souls, then we'll be hungry forever. So it, 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 we understand the, the, this gospel in its full context, like in the context of the Lord calling us to heaven forever then it starts to make sense. Otherwise, you wonder, why, why does he not seem to care about those who are hungry or poor or whatever it may be? 
He, of course he cares, of course he cares. But his, his ultimate calling is, is for us to be happy with him forever in heaven and to not settle for chewing on beeswax candles, but to chew on the... I'm not quite sure what, we, I'm not quite sure what we're going to eat in heaven, but it's going to be pretty good. We have a cook here today. Um, he's very good. I, he might get a job up in heaven. Chicken Pascal every day. I wouldn't complain. My mom... And my mom's pavlova, she gets there before me, she can have a few pavlovas prepared for us. So, the Lord has a plan for us, and it's a good plan. It's a plan for our happiness. So today we ask the Lord for that faith, to do everything out of love for him, to set our hearts on the highest things, set our hearts on heaven. Amen.